This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 80. Hi, this is Kim from TennisFixation.com. I'm your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips gives you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. I get a lot of comments and questions asking me about my personal tennis experiences and if I can relate them here in the podcast. And I think what people want to hear is what I'm doing because I'm a regular tennis player just like most of you. So I thought I would tell you about the experience I had just this past week playing in my very first ever USTA singles tournament. Now, I think over the course of all these podcast episodes, you've gotten the idea that I am just a regular tennis player. I have worked as an official and I have worked as a coach teaching children tennis, but I'm really not a tennis pro and have only been playing the game for the last several years of my adult life. I didn't play it as a kid and I really just came to it in my mind pretty recently, certainly compared to some of the people I play with. So the fact is I don't play in a lot of tournaments. That's just not something I've ever done and frankly most of the people I play with don't do it either so I guess that's part of the reason I haven't done it. I have played in a few tournaments at my tennis club but I've never played in a USTA tournament and although I've been on USTA tennis teams the teams I've been on for some reason I guess partly I'm to blame (laughs) have not progressed uh beyond just the local level. So I've never even been like to sectionals or anything with a USTA team. I did decide at the beginning of this year, however, that I wanted to do more tournament play. Specifically, I wanted to play in three singles tournaments. I think singles is an important part of tennis that is really missing from my own game. I think it would make me a better all-around tennis player. I think it would build up my mental strength, and I also think it would be more satisfying for me. I don't know about you, but a lot of times when I'm playing doubles, I have a hard time understanding, and I hate to say this, but whose fault it is what's happening on court. In other words, when I have partners, sometimes I can't figure out, is my partner being picked on or am I just not doing my job? And the nice thing about singles is there's no question about whose fault anything is. It's all up to you. So that prompted my decision to enter a USTA singles tournament. And the one I chose to enter was here in my hometown in Houston. It's called the Houston Open, and it's an open tournament. It um, had all levels of singles and doubles for men and for women. So when I signed up for this tournament, and I did it just 
sort of on the spur of the moment, right before the deadline, I decided I was going to uh, spend the week before the tournament recording my thoughts and preparations and how I got ready for the tournament and then do some recording during the tournament about what was happening with me. So in this episode, I'm going to give you some tips I picked up during my time playing this tournament on how to get ready for and play a tournament. And I'm also going to give you a little of the behind the scenes of what was going on with me personally. I had a great experience, but a lot of it, I was not really expecting things to go the way they did. Like I said, I don't have a lot of friends who play tournaments, so I didn't have a lot of people to ask questions about what to expect. And some of it I should have just figured out was going to happen, but I didn't. And so you'll hear uh, what my experience is like. So here we go with my tips for preparing for and playing in a tennis tournament. Tip number one, sign up for a tournament. This first clip is right after I signed up for my tournament when I was so enthusiastic and happy that I'd done so. Okay, so I just did it. I just signed up for my first singles tournament of the year. I said that one of my goals this year was to compete in three singles tournaments. So I went on the USTA website and used their tournament finder deal, which was very simple to use, and found uh, that in less than two weeks, the Houston Open is happening here in Houston. It's a huge tournament. It's citywide. It happens at courts all over the city. And I signed up to play women's singles. So I don't have a whole lot of time to get ready for this tournament, but that's okay. This is really more of a learning experience for me because I have never played in a USTA singles tournament before. So my plan is to get myself in some sort of mental and physical shape for that and also to uh, do periodic updates here for the podcast to let you know what it's like going into a USTA singles tournament. Don't I sound happy there? And I was until I had a conversation with my pro when I was telling him how excited I was that I signed up for this singles tournament. And that leads to tip number two. Sign up for the right tournament. Here's what happened. So I was very excited when I signed up for this. I actually signed up in my age group And then my pro, when I told him I had signed up, he said, wow, I'm surprised you signed up in your age group. You know, you could have signed up by your level, which my level happens to be a 3-5, because he told me, which I didn't think about this. I probably should have known it. But he said, because it is the Houston Open, if I signed up in my age group, I could be playing any level of player, including 4-5, open level singles players. So I was kind of like, okay, whatever. I did what I did, and we'll just see how it all turns out. Fortunately, I guess, the tournament did not have enough 
singles ladies in my age group. So they called me a few days later and asked me, would I like to move into my level? So now I'm playing the Houston Open ladies singles at 3-5 level, and that's probably a good thing. So that's why my tip number two was sign up for the right tournament. Tip number three is prepare for your tournament. I decided since I was going into this, having played absolutely no singles whatsoever for months, um, that I would have to do some preparations. So the first thing I did was about a week before the tournament, right after I signed up, I got my husband to play some singles with me. He is actually a very good tennis player, although he doesn't care about tennis too much. He plays a lot of golf. So we went out and played some singles points, and then I asked him uh, what recommendations he had for me for my singles tournament. And here's how that conversation went. Um, I told you I'm playing in a singles tournament, and you came out here and you played a couple of games against me, and you, of course, beat me, Andy. So what, what are your recommendations for me when I play this tournament this weekend? I think you need to work on just getting the ball over and let the other person make mistakes and to get to the ball quicker. Yeah, but a lot of times, you, especially when you were coming into the net, I couldn't pass you. I didn't know what to do. Well, I'm a really good tennis player, and I'm bigger <laughs> than the people you're going to be playing. I know, probably. but that doesn't help me. I mean, are you, do you think – I was thinking at first I was trying to serve to your backhand, but your backhand is actually, I think, better than your forehand. Um I don't know what else to do. I was trying to serve up the middle, thinking, well, then I'll take some of the angles away. Is that good or not good? I think your serves were good today. You got most of them in. They had some speed on them. But the um, problem is you're too slow to react to the ball, and therefore you try the best you can, and you hit a lot of, you make a lot of errors. So how do you think I'm going to do in the tournament? If your opponent's really old and feeble, you're going to kill them. <laughs> okay, thanks. So that was my very encouraging husband. But he had some good points there. And what I decided to do was take two tennis lessons in the week leading up to my tournament and only work on singles during those lessons. Right now, I'm taking a lesson every Thursday, and I was able to get into my pro schedule on Tuesday and on Thursday. And I will tell you, I have never worked on singles with my pro. Even though I'm taking a lesson all by myself, we really work on stroke mechanics and serve, stuff like that. But I told him the only thing I wanted to do was work on singles. And after I took my first lesson, and felt like it was kind of a disaster. Uh, I asked him to give me some tips, things to think about, and here's what he had to say. So I'm talking to Brian, who has been my tennis pro for I don't know how many years, Brian. Roughly 11. <laughs> it seems longer. Like 20. Okay, and we just did a lesson on singles, and I don't 
play much singles, which was obvious from that lesson, right? Sure. <laughs> so what are the top things after doing that that I need to be thinking about when I'm playing singles? Rallying the ball cross court the majority of the time until you open the court up. Playing short balls as approach shots down the line, not cross court. Playing safety balls only to the middle of the court. And when you're playing a lobber, take high lobs, treat them as a volley approach shot, and come in and put pressure on your opponent. Okay, do you think I'm playing the right level, playing 3-5? Yes, I do. Okay, that's good. So that was how my singles lesson went, my first one. And he did have some really good tips, and believe me, I wrote them down. And I was asking him that last question about whether it was right for me to be playing at 3-5 because I felt like the lesson just went so badly. So here's my thoughts later that evening after that lesson. Hey, it's Tuesday, so I thought I'd do a little update on how my singles tournament preparations are going. I did a lesson with my pro today and all we did was play singles points and it did not go very well but that's okay I'm not discouraged I'm not a singles player I really have a tendency to react in a way to any ball for doubles in other words my natural tendencies as far as where to move and where to place the ball are to do what you would do for doubles and that definitely does not work for singles but I'm not discouraged because I really know that for this first time I'm really getting serious about playing in a singles tournament all I hope to do is have a good time and uh, not get blown out of the water so That's where I am right now. I set myself up a little schedule of things I wanted to accomplish this week to get myself ready. Uh, I hope I'm not being too crazy about this, but um, so far I'm on track and I'll probably check back in in a couple of days right before the tournament. My first match I already know is Friday at 2.30 in the afternoon, so it's going to be pretty warm, I think, unless we get totally rained out. So I will probably try to check back in on Thursday. So now I'm still talking about my tip number three, which was to prepare for your tournament. Part of the things I did to prepare for the tournament were obviously playing tennis. I said previously I scheduled two singles lessons. I also went and finally bought a second racket, which although I advocate that all the time, I had never gotten around to doing. So I was able to use that second racket when I took my second singles lesson. I made sure that I was also stretching both in the morning and in the evening. I was making sure I knew what my warm-up was going to look like and on days I didn't have a lesson or otherwise play tennis, I was being sure to get out and do some running, some endurance work 
because I was concerned that it would be very warm over the weekend and I need to make sure that I can make it through these long matches. On Thursday, I took my second singles lesson and I have to say it seemed like it went a lot better. Here's my thoughts that I had after that second lesson. Today is Thursday, my first singles match in the tournament I'm playing in is tomorrow. And today I did my second singles lesson of the week. And it went better than the lesson I did earlier in the week. But I still have doubles tendencies. Every move I make, unless I think about it, puts me in position to hit a good double shot. But I just can't quite get myself into the singles mind frame, at least not automatically yet. But I'm not worrying about it too much. I'm just going to do what I can do. And I really am glad I signed up to play this tournament and that I am spending some time thinking about it and working on it because it is showing me I need to concentrate on my singles. So that was my phone in the background. I'm going to check on that. And tomorrow's my first match, so I will definitely check in before I head out to that. I'm just not sounding very enthusiastic, am I? Um, And wait till you hear my next clip right before I head out for my first match. So my third tip is to pack for your tournament And for some reason, even though I've certainly talked about what you need to have in your tennis bag a number of times, I felt like I kept forgetting things. So I actually now have created a little list of absolute essentials that I must have when I go to play tennis on my iPhone that I am going to make myself look at every time I'm heading out because that just seemed to be a real problem or issue for me. I even went out one day and didn't have enough water bottles. So my tip number four is pack for your tournament. But here are my thoughts that I recorded right before I headed out that day for my very first match. Hey, it's me, Kim. I'm getting ready to head out for the very first match of my singles tournament. Um, I just packed up my tennis bag and an extra bag with some extra stuff I wanted to take, a clean shirt, some water bottles, some snacks. I hope we're going to get to play today. The weather is kind of gray. It's supposed to rain this afternoon, but I think the rain will not come in until after my match is scheduled for. Honestly, I am ready to get this match and this tournament going. I feel like I am taking this way too seriously, thinking about it way too much. It's starting to not be as fun as it was at the beginning of the week. Maybe I'm just nervous, but anyway, I'll be leaving the house here uh, in a few minutes, and uh, I may try to record when I'm out at the tournament site. I don't really know what it'll be like out there. So we'll see what happens. Wow, I do not sound very happy in that clip. And that leads me to tip number five. Enjoy yourself. 
When I look back now at my whole tournament experience, which I'm going to tell you how my tournament went, um, I had a great time. But in that clip, I sound like I was dreading it. Anyway, what ultimately happened is I went out to play my first match that day. It did rain during the match, and we went to three sets, so that ended up being a long day. We were rained out for about an hour, and I lost, obviously, the third set. I think the score was 3-6, I got in my car after it was all over, and I had this to say. So I just finished my first singles match of this tournament. I ended up losing, but we went to three sets. I won, uh, the score was 3-6, The lady I played against was so nice, and I really had such a nice match, and she was very complimentary after my game. She just had a massive forehand, and I hit a lot of weak shots at the end. I was really, my arm was getting tired. But she just said some really nice things about my game. So that made me feel better. Anyways, so that was my first round match. Now I go into the consolation bracket and I have a match again tomorrow at 1.30. So I'll be playing another loser. So hopefully that will be a loser that I can beat. I think I sound a little more upbeat there. I really did have a good time in that match, even though I lost. And I went into the consolation bracket because in this particular tournament, you're guaranteed that you get to play at least two matches. And points are also awarded in the consolation bracket. Not a lot of points, but this was a tournament where you got 30 points for every consolation match you won. So there was some incentive to keep going and feel good about being in the consolation bracket. The next day was my next match then. And I played someone who obviously had also lost their first round match. And that match, I ended up winning 6-4-6-4. So that was all good for me. But I played a lady who was not quite as pleasant as my very first opponent, as I think you will hear in this clip. I just finished my first match in the consolation bracket, and I won 6-4-6-4. And I beat a lady who was not very nice and she was not happy that she lost, but I had a good attitude about it. And honestly, the more she didn't want to talk to me, the more upbeat and happy and chatty I got. I felt great and had a good time and play again tomorrow morning. So my only problem I would say at this point is my arm and my shoulder are getting tired, but I've got some time off and I'm going to rest and enjoy my singles win. It's a lot easier to be happy when you're winning. So having won my consolation match, I think I was then in the semifinals for the consolation bracket, if that means anything, and it probably does not. I 
had a match the next morning at 8 a.m. So this means that my first match was on Friday, my second match was on Saturday, and my third match would be Sunday morning at 8 a.m. And that's one of those things about playing in a tournament that I didn't really think about, but you need to be aware. When you play in a tennis tournament, your schedule is very uncertain because it is determined by your wins and losses whether you're going to be playing at a certain time or even on certain courts because this mat this tournament was all over the city of Houston is determined by how you fare in each of your matches so my next match was supposed to be Sunday at 8 a.m and the weather in Houston had definitely by Saturday night turned from bad to worse we were definitely expecting rain but the tournament director and the site director at the courts I was to report to by the time I left my house at 7 a.m. I think had not said anything about postponing for the weather so it wasn't until I got to the courts around 7:30 that I knew for sure that our matches had been postponed from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. So here are my thoughts while I'm waiting around to find out what's going to happen. Well, it's Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m. My next round consolation match is supposed to be at 8. But I'm here at the courts and there are standing pools of water so I'm pretty sure we're not going to be playing at 8. And the question will just be how long do we have to sit around and wait for this. I was going over all the draws this morning trying to figure out who I might be playing. I kind of was paying attention yesterday to who was on the various courts. So I still haven't quite figured it out. But I do know that the number two seed for women's 3-5 lost her first round match, went into the consolation round of matches, and won her match yesterday. So that's a possibility that I will get to play the number two seed. Um, but we'll see what we see. You can tell I was very concerned about playing this number two seed, and that was because she had played on the court next to me when I played my very first match, and she was really good. These two ladies were having this match that I was kind of thinking, oh, they must have some other upper-level players out here, not just three, five singles. And then it turned out this one lady, even though she lost, she was incredible, and she was the number two seed. So I was sort of dreading, was that going to be my next match? Ultimately, the matches at 8 a.m., that had been rescheduled to 9 a.m. were postponed again because of rain. So here's how I was feeling at 9 a.m. Well, this is the problem with playing in a weekend tournament. I got out here this morning for my 8 a.m. match, and it had rained and the courts were wet, and so we were delayed till 9 now it's 9.10 and it is raining. And so we're officially delayed till 10, but there's no way to tell what's going to happen today. So I'm sort of stuck here, not doing anything, sitting in my car, 
feeling like I'm getting tight, but not much I can do about it. And that is literally how it is when you play a tournament. You really are at the mercy of the tournament schedule. I would add to my tip number four on prepare for your tournament that you need to bring some stuff with you to do in case there are these downtimes. Certainly things that you could do if the weather's good and you know you're going to get play to play, which might include things like having a football to throw around or a jump rope to keep yourself warmed up. But if you're going to be sitting in your car while it's raining, you might have thought to brought a book, bring a book or something, which I did not do, as you can see in this next little clip. Oh my gosh, this is very boring. Now it's 10 o'clock, and all matches have been postponed till at least 11, and it's raining. So... I did leave and get something to eat, but now I'm back here, honestly, just sitting in my car. I've learned the words to uh, bust a move by Young MC, and I did also clarify some of the words to you should be dancing by the Bee Gees while I play on my phone. Um, I guess I could go inside the clubhouse because I know there's some people in there. But I really don't feel like hanging out with anyone. I'd rather stay here in my car and listen to music and read and maybe take a nap. So this is what it's like to play a tournament. You're at their mercy. Yeah, so that's what was happening. I hadn't really done my preparations very well, and I was just sitting in my car. The conclusion of my tournament was... The consolation matches had to be canceled because of the weather, and they really were having a difficult time even finishing the tournament off with the main draw matches. I know they went over into Monday. I'm not sure how the whole thing worked out. I really need to go back and check and see how the lady that I lost to in the first round did because I know she won her second round match, and she was quite good and probably ended up doing pretty well but she was from Dallas and I'm not sure if she would have stayed to play on Monday or not. So that's how my tournament experience went. My tips for playing a tournament again are number one sign up for a tournament. Number two sign up for the right tournament. Number three Prepare for your tournament. Number four, pack for your tournament. And number five, enjoy yourself. And I did enjoy myself. It was a great experience. Even though I only won one consolation match, I felt so good. It's just now Tuesday, and I still feel good about that. So definitely if you're not playing tournaments, consider doing it. I will say that the big drawback is the amount of time it takes out of your schedule, but the benefits of it are great. And if you are not playing singles, seriously consider it. I had such a good time, and I know I will be playing more singles. In fact, 
I'm sort of thinking I might refocus my lessons for now and just do singles work as I did in the week leading up to my match. That's it for this week's Tennis Quick Tip. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was something very different. I know this is a longer episode, but I hope you enjoyed listening to what it was like for me to get ready for and to play my first USTA singles tournament. I hope you'll let me know your thoughts on this type of episode. Let me know if it's something you like. And if you'd like me to try something like this again, you can do that by leaving me a comment. The comment section is at the bottom of the show notes, and the show notes for this episode can be found over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips80. Just head over to tennisfixation.com. You can get all kinds of tennis tips, and you can find all of the other tennis quick tips podcast episodes if you look at the menu bar and click on the word podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really had a good time talking about this today and happy tennis.